It's time for the Drive Stop 4 at 4. Hour number two of the drive underway here on Fan Run Radio and the Top 4 at 4 brought to you this afternoon by Knoxville Smiles. Shout out to our guy, Double A, Andy Andrews. Oh, I don't know. I'm just giving out a random HIPAA violation here. <laughs> our boy went to Knoxville Smiles. Double A. Yeah, got, got, got hooked up. He knows how he did knows just, how the game just played. Break a wall or two. No, ah. he, know, he know Double A wouldn't care, but I'm sure oh, he had no cavities, just a standard checkup. That's a man got, with a good a, set of chompers on. Yeah, that's like. I mean, if you got a Ferrari, you take it to a good mechanic. He's got that's, a good that's, smile. That's what I always say. And you, you've got a you've got a Lamborghini in there, no cavities. Nope. Lifelong streak continues, Tucker. Thank you, Russell. At number one, the college football playoff national championship will be on ESPN tonight at 7.30. Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreet on the call. Mm. It's number one, Michigan, and number two, Washington, going at it in NRG Stadium in Houston. I'm sure rooting for the Huskies. I don't know if they'll win it, but they've got my support. I'm pretty stoked. 7.45, that's the kickoff we're going with? Sounds like it, because you know they'll drag it from 7.30 to Well, that's what whenever. I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. It, it, the anthem and all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Someone tweeted me earlier the actual released ESPN minute-by-minute minute breakdown. 7.30 broadcast starts, 7.37. Washington, or Michigan takes the field, 7.41. Washington takes the field, and then 7.45, coin flip, kickoff immediately after. Good. We man. will see. These Those 9 o'clockers, that's... Oh. No bueno. No. At number two for the second show to row, some Tennessee football recruiting information. <laughs> nice. The Vols landed 2025 four-star tight end Jack Van Dorselier, I believe is how you say that Great name. name. Out of South Lake, Texas. Uh, Vols were competing with Alabama, Auburn, Arkansas, and Baylor for Van Dorselier. He was ranked 11th nationally at the tight end position in the class of 2025. I saw this kid. Pretty talented. All the people who are calling for Glenn Ellerby's head right now were calling for Alec Ablin's head a month or so ago when after Eccles decommitted and we were struggling to to you know before Holden stays committed. They're oh on the job training, he's too young, Hypel too loyal to his, his friends. And all. They just transferred that anger to Glenn Ellerby. Yep. Next fire who actually has dress. a very proven track record of really yes. good offensive line play. They aren't cut out for big boy recruiting. <laughs> this is the SEC. That slop they've been doing won't cut it. Coffee's for closers, Glenn. Put the coffee down. It's a Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross reference, Tucker. You get it? No, of I, course you don't. No, I don't. Mm. Go ahead. At number three, there is a chance that Tennessee defensive back transfer to Mario McDonald will flip his commitments. According to On3, McDonald is expected to flip from Ole Miss to Louisville. McDonald logged 116 hmm. tackles for the Vols in four years. I saw Wesley Walker's going to Louisville. Yep. Huh. So, maybe okay. they're buddies. Yeah. I heard that Walker and Barron were but and maybe even like cousins or distant relatives or something like that. Have you guys heard that? Never heard that. <laughs> I know they were both at Innsworth once upon a time. In the mid state. Yeah. Good luck to those guys. 
Uh, but yeah, weird. three hours ago, Wesley Walker committed to Louisville. Okay. That's what I just said, Bear. Yeah, I said okay then, too. Did you say three hours ago? No. I, I, didn't, have, I didn't have the temporal element. That I just you wanted had. everyone to know exactly how long ago it was. And finally, at number Did four, two NFL teams have made decisions regarding their head coaches. The Atlanta Falcons fired head coach Arthur Smith following yesterday's 48-17 loss at New Orleans, in which Smith cussed out Saints coach Dennis Allen for scoring late in the game. Uh, additionally, the Washington Commanders have moved on from Ron Rivera following yesterday's 35-10 home loss to Dallas. It was pretty Bush League what New Orleans did at the end of the game. Yeah, but apparently, I guess, I guess it was famous Jameis. What he went renegade. So the whole team was in on. Oh, it. was it, was it Jameis was? It? Yeah, like they said I, that they just they said it and he and he said after the game they'd do it again. They wouldn't change a thing. Well, Dennis Allen said the the coach said that's not what we're about. They right. went. We told him not to do that, and went on and like he was very apologetic about it. I don't have a problem. Usually, I'm a hey, it's your job to stop them. But in that scenario, like they were li- they were lining up in the victory formation, and so they, yeah. Atlanta was kind of was like, okay, they're taking a knee, so they didn't play the snap, and then James just turns and hands it to the guy, and, and yeah. he runs it in. It I was, mean, this it was pretty uh, weak. Uh, yeah, and, and this ends with James getting absolutely crushed mm-hmm. next time he's in victory formation. That's what I do. All right, we'll play it live. Um, but now the only thing I will say, I wonder, did that guy get a, did that guy get a, uh, a bonus? Cause it Ooh. was incentive day yesterday. It's like true. he have some kind of weird clause where if he, well, it was Jamal Williams, right? That scored the touchdown. I thought it was just like, let's get our buddy in the end zone, but that's an interesting thought. Did you guys see that uh, Barstool interview recently with Jimbo Fisher, where he said that Jameis, the, the whole thing where he came out and warmed up. That was not actually Jameis's fault when they suspended him at Florida State. Nothing was ever Jameis's fault at Florida State, according to Jimbo. Apparently, the the rule is if the jersey is in your locker, then you are playing. But the equipment guys didn't get the memo that he had actually been suspended for the entire game instead of the half. What about Jameis? Did he get the message that? Oh Apparently my, not. jersey's here! I, I, I guess I get you, to play. Uh, I don't want to damn have to get up on the poor. I, I, I know you're young, Tucker, but. There's this thing called personal responsibility and accountability. Hmm. Two things Jameis Winston has shown at times he struggles with. You're in college. I know they don't teach that on college campuses anymore, <laughs> but maybe you'll get it. Left-wing lib pinkos. Real-world experience that we're trying to impart upon you here at Fan Run Radio. I, I hope, if nothing else, that's what you take from all this. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Tucker. That is the top four at four brought to you by Knoxville Smiles. Check them out online at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Tell them Fan Run sent you when you schedule your appointment with Knoxville Smiles. Let's go to the phones and talk to Phil. Good afternoon, Phil. You're on the drive. Good afternoon, guys. What's up, Philly? How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? I just hearing all the sports going on. It's a uh, underrated thing. I- Underrated time of year, Phil. You got like a lot of college football news happening. Of course, college basketball cranking up, NFL playoffs. Lots going on. Yeah, new coaches in the pros. You Cowboys I are sitting pretty. Yeah, but uh, you know how they are, though. Oh, coach, it doesn't sound like a like confident man. Barnes and Marks is what the Cowboys oh, are. Oh, come on. Come on, Phil. <laughs> Uncalled for. <laughs> 
pathetic. I thought we're Stephen A. Smith and uh, the the sharp guy who uh, played for the Broncos. Uh, they were blasting New Orleans for going for that touchdown and saying Jimmy Winston ought to be uh, uh, they ought to cut him. Yeah, it was Shannon. Said he should be cut. Yeah, cut immediately. Yeah. Wow, immediately. Yeah. I, I see what he was saying. He was saying that, and basically, correct me if I'm wrong, Phil, just the insubordinate. In, yeah, the insubordination mm. and going rogue like that. Coach tells you to take a knee, you take a knee. This is the NFL. What are we doing? And they also said the, coach, the head coach ought to be fired. Ooh. So he's lost control of his team. I mean, <laughs> if oh, your players wow. are doing that, you have no control of the team. That's a hot take right there. Fire everyone. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where to start. I guess we'll start. The first of the show, you're talking about recruiting and making excuses for Ellerberry not getting any ball players. He's been here three years. Who's the guy that's any good? Well, I mean, you got Campbell on the offensive line. You've got uh, the guys he inherited, I would say. You've got Umarov, who was a four-star, coming up through the pipeline. You've got Bennett Warren who is a four-star coming through the pipeline. You got Gage Ginther, who is a four-star coming through the pipeline. And you might and be about- none of these guys have played, have they, except Campbell. Well, I mean, what's he supposed to do, play well, the younger? played about ten snaps all year. He's gonna be, is Dwayne Davis going to be our left tackle next year? Dane David, I, I don't know. No, I mean, if, I would say that would likely be Campbell. He might be a backup. Well, they better get somebody else in there because I don't want Nico to get hurt. Nico's our franchise, so we don't want to, you know, want to go somewhere else, do you? No, I'm – I mean, obviously, yeah, you, you don't want to get Nico injured. Um, it's it's very important. But I'm looking at – you got Campbell at left tackle. Um, you got to find a solution at left guard, obviously. You got Cooper and Spraggins coming back. And then – Spraggins oh, announced he's coming back for sure, yeah? He he not announced for sure, but I mean the people. It is a sure thing, though. I I would feel like if if that wasn't going to happen, we would know by now. Who's gonna play right tackle? I'm thinking that I I like Umarov personally as a prospect. Really? Uh, it yeah. all depends on whether or not they land the herd kid out of LSU and and what would how would that shuffle well, I'd love things? To get him. Does it feel like if you get hurt, all this kind of goes away? Oh, yes. all the fire Glenn Ellerby stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, like It'll doesn't it feel like that, like money that, out of my wallet? That one get would just kind of everybody. Okay, we got, we got our guy. We're good. It's just well, just like holding stays and tight end, right? Yeah. Line, though, guys, look at Cooper Mays last year being hurt. Look, all, our offensive line was garbage until he came back. Well, I mean, if if you want to have the conversation of just like we're having in the secondary, where you should be playing the young guys a little bit more. Yeah, Vison Lang, who is the heir apparent at center. He should have gotten more snaps next year. He didn't get hardly any, I don't think. Umarov probably should have played a little bit more. But I, they, they didn't, and I'm not going to bang on them too much for playing their starters who were pretty darn good. Well, yeah, but we got these young guys, <clears throat> they all recruited this year that we signed. You're going to have to play them some and get them ready for the next year because then they're going to be ready to have to take over, most of them. Yeah, well, I mean, if Cooper hadn't come back and you're telling me Vison Lang is going to start as an inexperienced redshirt freshman, I'd be a little bit panicked. But if the plan is for him to take over at some point in 2025, 
you know, he'll he'll have two years you of experience. You feel better about then, right? Sure, a lot better. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Rick Barnes, the boys look pretty good there uh, Saturday. Did you go to the game, Phil? No, watching it at the track tank. Uh, very enjoyable. Had a lot of beers watching it, and uh, we drank beer. Yeah, it looks like he's back to normal, but I'm, I'm still concerned. Thirty-seven minutes. You remember he had a double double, twenty-two points and fourteen assists against South Carolina last year. Very next day, his knee gave out. I hope it's not going to happen again. How much uh, did Ziegler play the other night? Uh, I think 37, 37, right? Yeah. That's way too many minutes. 30, he ought to max 30. Kind of with you, Phil. It does feel like in some of these games where you don't need him for 37 minutes. Yeah, like Saturday night against Ole Miss. There's no <laughs> That's reason what I'm saying. Like, you he don't... should have played that much when you get out that big of a lead. Just turn it over to Jemai. I mean, he can get the ball down the floor, and he's not – you're probably yeah, it, not going to keep building they, on that 30 they cut point it to, lead. They but. cut it to 16. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe go out there, yeah, facilitate a little bit. I mean, what are those clowns on the out. morning show doing, not holding Barnes's feet to the fire on that? I mean, good grief. What are you talking Bob? about John and Bob? Man? Ask the hard questions. Uh, they probably don't hold basketball. So oh, come on uh, now. They, and they did ask him about Zakai. He said, Rick you said, the, pro- the problem is Zakai never wants to come out. Well, what about Freddie Delano? Is he going to be on the roster this time next year? Uh, that's a fair question. Where did, where did we talk about? Oh, yeah. I, that was actually talked with uh, Bob from the morning show. Me and him had a conversation about that. It's a fair question. I don't know, Phil. I don't think he knows. I don't I don't know either. He don't, he'll be like, he'll probably be BJ at SMU, I guess. It, uh, if I had gun to my head, I got to ask, I'd probably say no. But I'm I'm not terribly concerned about it because it's just, it's college basketball, man. These rosters turn over mm-hmm. every year, and we'll find somebody else. Guys, one of the reasons Doc Connect is not scoring as much is because he's drawing the the number one uh, focus of the other teams uh, to stop him, yeah. and that's opened up a do inside in yep. Mayshack uh, now. Yep, and, and you know what, Plus Phil? Mayshack can drive. And, and you know what? All this stuff is cyclical. If Adu has a couple more twenty-point games, defense are going to start collapsing on him. And guess what? I open things back up for Connect. Yeah, be beautiful. See those rainbow three-pointers go in. Then one. Keep the faith, Phil. He was one of three. It's a solid thirty-three percent the other night. Has Utah called in since uh, him and Trey had no. his bed about a? Uh, uh, no. a, what is it? A tattoo on a butt? That's that's the stupidest thing I ever heard. Oh, of, uh, I mean. Whoa, 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 whoa! It's not stupid. Kronos is MIA. I can only assume he's in his fortress of solitude, soul searching, wondering if he really has what it's take to Trey, to, to to play this hardcore call in radio game. Trey roughed him up pretty bad, Phil. Yeah, I heard y'all and Trey there. Uh, was it uh, Friday or Thursday that he went about lost his mind? Tennessee truth teller Trey did took wake Kronos up. for a ride. He did. He did I'll wake thank up. you not to stare. Yeah, did he go to happy hour <laughs> when he called 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 y'all? I don't know. He said he he he. It was a whole day thing for him. He woke up feeling like a Disney princess. Huh. Smashed. Well, guys, let's uh let's beat Mississippi State. Uh, Wednesday night, it won't, we're, it's kind of a trap. And then Georgia, we never play good down there. True. 
hate that. If we go three and no, that's a good start to SEC play. Really, right now, the three best teams in the SEC are Kentucky, Tennessee, and Auburn, and maybe Alabama's fourth. I, I don't watch, see anything. Uh, did you catch any of the Florida game? Yeah, Florida. I, I Florida think, I think they look pretty tough. Yeah. They look tough. Fortunately for Tennessee, they don't have to go down there this year. They yeah. look, both look like posers to me. Playing for second spot. This is the year, Phil. Make your reservations. We're going to the desert. You going to guarantee it? No. Thank you, Phil. Appreciate it. <laughs> See 865-546-8200, your number to get on board. Quick timeout. Back with more right after this. The Drive. White Claws. Fan Run Radio. The Drive continues. El Diablo is next. Good afternoon, Diablo. Hey, good afternoon, man. I hope you're having a good Monday. So far, so good. You too, bud. Hey, let me ask you this. This coming weekend, which NFL playoff game uh, intrigued you all the most? Go around and let me know your answers on that. Ah, great question. For gotta... this week? Like yesterday? No. Oh, no, 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 no next next week, playoff game. Playoff games. Uh, Wild sorry. card. Um, the one I'll be watching the most, and 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 they got screwed with their pants on. Um, Detroit having to go to Dallas is a joke. That over that horrendous officiating. Do you guys like the division winners like Tampa Bay getting to host that game against the Eagles? No, I, I think that's something they should do away with. Although I do think that I kind of like it. The Eagles in that particular thought, one, no, because yeah, the Eagles have lost what five or six now. Yeah. I thought Green Bay was going to Dallas. That's right. Oh, it, Green Bay going to it's Dallas. It's the Rams what? playing the Lions, which is fascinating for several yeah, different Stafford reasons. Yeah, Stafford going back to Detroit. Yeah. And Goff playing his old team. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I, I got confused. Detroit got knocked out of what? the They would have been the second seed. Yep. Well, I thought they didn't. I, I love the playoffs, man. I, I like all these games. Uh, there, there are a couple of teams that this year just feels like don't belong in the playoffs. Steelers, what about the uh, Buccaneers looking at you? Peacock game. Which game is that? Oh, that's just terrible for Miami after what happened last night. Oh. You lo- you blow that yeah. game and now you got to go play in zero degree weather is what it, what they're calling for up there uh, in Kansas City. They're, they're going to be on the beach here this time a week from today, right? I think so. Yeah, I mean, they've lost those two key defensive players. The Cowboys are the only playoff team they have beaten all season long. They're kind of a paper tiger. Paper dolphin. (laughs) Yeah, and then they've got wrecked by injuries here at the end of the year. Yeah, Yeah, Chandler. Hey, fellas, everybody's talking about the Ellerby situation with our offensive line, and my my question is – and it's nothing personal because I don't know the guy. You all might know him. Why? Why is my? I mean, we got a healthy budget over there with the program. Why are kids not? I mean, does he got a rotten personality? Does he got bad breath? I mean, what's going on over there? Maybe Why are he's we getting got turned some down? Maybe somebody just needs to pull him aside. Be like Glenn. It's too important, man. We're we're all grown ups here. Make a lot of money. Can't be concerned about everybody's feelings. Do we know, though, why – I mean, 
I mean, what is he? Is he? Just, is he an awful recruiter? And if he is, why is he an awful recruiter? Do we know that? I've never heard anything bad about the guy. And no. according to Dave Bartu, he grades out as one of the best offensive line coaches in the country, year in and year out. I mean, maybe he's not a seller personality. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe he's not the you know super extroverted. You know, hey, pat you on the back. I'm gonna Let's get you much. to the NFL. Here's how. He's yeah, just yeah, like, he hey, be, I'm Glenn. Nice to meet you. Let's not, hang out. Maybe he's not Ed Ogeron and everything. But again, like. Look at the guys they they have signed and have they all panned out? No, but I mean the production is there. You've got multiple four star linemen in the pipeline coming up. You've got a five star you're chasing right now and heard that uh, you know I mean they've um, I know close only counts in hand shoes hand shoes uh, hand what am I trying to say? Four shoes and hand grenades. There you go. Um, but it, they have been close on seating a, a couple of number big ones. I think I, that's what has people frustrated. Is you're in with the big names. If you were never even in with them, I think people are like, oh, it's okay. He's getting the guys he wants. But you're in with those five star guys, and then you don't get them. So then it becomes a problem. If the production well, then, weren't then the there, thing, I, I would be more upset about right, it. But yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, well, well, the other thing, guys, you just got to give them some playing time too. I mean. These guys are coming in, and most of them are just a, the next designated injury on the extra points. That, that's not helping us down the line. We we need guys to be getting some, some substantial snaps in, in playing conditions. And, I, I mean, I don't know how that's going to happen. I, I think what's happened, in my personal opinion, is that our style of play is probably used against us in recruiting. I don't know that, but I suspect I, that. I thought about that, too, some Diablo. And it's like the herd is – like 350 pounds the dude from kansas who went to a&m he was a 350 pounder it's like yeah do do these guys these super big offensive linemen do they want to be running whatever it is we run three plays a minute you know just sucking wind at the end of these drives i mean that it is something to consider yeah i don't think i think the only time they think up tempo is probably when they're at the buffet but <laughs> that's my guess hey uh Changing the subject, you all talking a few minutes ago about Jameis Winston. Y'all recall a situation that happened a few weeks ago where I think it was the Green Bay Packers, some knucklehead on their team went out for the coin toss, and, yeah. and wasn't supposed. And uh, I don't know the whole story, but supposedly I think he came close to screwing up the coin toss. I think they suspended him without pay for half a game or even for a full game. It's Jair Alexander, right? Yeah, that's he, right. He just went out. On yeah, the coin toss. Because it was something like conduct detrimental to the team and they just didn't let him dress. Hmm. Do you remember that? That's, that's next level. That's next level right there. <laughs> Anyways, fellas, thanks for letting me call in. As always, you got a great show. And I'm really stoked that I got in behind Phil. Phil actually had a positive phone call. So have a good day, guys. For Phil, it was positive. <laughs> Eight six five. It really positive. was. That was a it pretty was mostly good, positive. I mean, he kind of came off on LRB a little bit, took a shot at Barnes, a little bit, played the hits. He did, but he he didn't. It didn't have that that sour, kind of bitter bitterness to it. I've learned through ten over ten years of talking to Phil now on the air to when when I sense the negativity, when I sense the the black dog, as Winston Churchill called his depression, coming out of right. Phil. I've learned to kind of steer it towards the light in a more positive manner doesn't always work every now and then 
uh, I get cursed out and hung up on, but 90% of the time, 90% of the time, I can put them in a better mood. It's been a long time since you guys have had one of your, uh, you know. Spats. Whatever. Yeah. Ha- it's more of a whatever happened there kind of a, kind of things. Oh. Y'all start screaming at each other. Let's hear from Rick Barnes from the debut edition of the Fan Run Morning Show with John Reed and Bob Baskerville earlier today. It was interesting. They were talking to him about the decision to play small ball this mm-hmm. year with Triple J at the four and how that opens things up. And people wonder, you know, when he goes to the bench, who fills that role? Do you stay small? Do you go big? And here's Rick Barnes talking about that and rotations in general. When Joe's not in the game, we're going to play the two big guys together. And, and I think I think we'll do that. I mean, Josiah has been as consistent as any player we've had this year. Played a lot of minutes, and you worry about that, obviously, as, as time goes on. And But, but again, older guys – uh, like in practice today, if I wanted to go at them and say we're going to practice for two two hours a day, which we won't, but if I wanted to do that, they could take it and roll with it. But they don't need it. They don't need that. They just need to get right to the meat and potatoes of it and let's get done. What, what's our game plan for Wednesday night? What do we need to do? Let's, let's go back, throw out the game Saturday. Where do we have to get better and get on with it? Now, these young guys, they need probably four hours of practice today, but they can't take it. They're physically, mentally, they they can't do it, and so there's that's the that's what you're trying to weave and work together with. When you got an old, we got older guys who've been in a lot of big battles, and you got the younger guys who we know is our future, and guys that we have confidence in, and guys that we know we got to get them better, and hopefully at some point in time between here and the end of the year. But to answer your question about is it philosophical? We've we've always wanted to score quick. We we believe that you know we don't want to always play against a set defense we can't but with Josiah you know he his he his ability to his versatility not just offensively but defensively uh, like at the play at the end of the first half we had a play on they go to a little uh, somewhat of a tempo type press where we were trying to get it in quick and go but they they subbed us you know to keep us from doing that but then Joe looked at me and I just said uh, the play was called for him to get the ball and pass it to Zakab, but I said to Joe, and it was lucky he's right in front of our bench, I said, you make the play. And so he didn't even hesitate. Once he got it, you know, he took the ball down the court and found uh, Jemai Meshack. And that's something that we haven't been able to do in the past with our four, so-called four-man, but uh, with him out there, you can do things like that. Plus, he knows the offense so well. Like, he can make interchangeable things with he and Santi and he and uh, – like uh, at the end of the game, I don't know if you remember, we go to what we call our basic motion where all five guys are moving and cutting. And I saw Santi say to Joe, hey, next time you got to slip. And just like that, they, they picked it up. And uh, that's what the older guys can do. And uh, the younger guys, not so much yet, but uh, over time, hopefully they'll, they'll get it. But, uh, but again, like I said, we will play with a big lineup if we, and uh, that. Nito Bay to play a little bit more than he played the other night. And uh, they went big at one point in time in the game, and we didn't match that because we felt like we had the advantage with Josiah on the perimeter with what he does. That's why we, do. uh, we didn't go match him the other night when they went big. Rick Barnes 
earlier today on the Fan Run Morning Show with Bob Baskerville and John Reed. I thought it was really interesting what he said there about the veterans right. being able to, you know, the, and this is contrary. We, we hear a lot, oh, Rick Barry coaches him too hard. We were just talking, he played him too many minutes, right? And he said, look, these guys, they don't need to practice. They don't need mm-hmm. a three-hour practice today. And they, they need to go in there. Let's get the Mississippi State scout. Let's get the information they need, get the work in, and get them off their feet. But then he said, the young guys, it, you, you just, they need four did, hours I, a I'm day. hearing Freddie, yeah, <laughs> yeah, a four hour practice. <laughs> Maybe That'd that's be good for everybody. A little hyperbole, sure. yeah. But um, uh, that, that's interesting. And it, you do wonder, like, does that hinder their development? I don't know. Can they take some of those younger guys aside and give them extra instruction and send Josiah and Ziegler and, and Adu and some of the vets to the showers early? I mean, they could. There is a limit each week of how much time you're allowed to have. 20 hours, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's 20 hours, I think. During the season. But that includes off-court, like film study. That includes class time. That's yeah, they, like that's film room qualify. stuff. It does not include, I don't think, weight training. I think there's a little bit of a, a barrier there. Mm. But It's wacky how they yeah, split it's, it all it's, up. It's also wacky how probably no coach in the country follows those. Yeah, but, well, uh Football, I don't think is really followed at all anywhere. No. I could see Barnes being, I don't know, a stickler, but uh, yeah, <laughs> at least that's also that also is like a tough situation to be in. Like, all right, all the veterans, you can guys uh, go shower and get ready, and we're gonna leave the young guys out here for another hour or so. Like that creates a little. Yeah, bit but of here's tension. the other thing. I mean, they've got uh, you know they're over there at the basketball complex, and you can tell a college kid this is these are how many balls you need to be putting up. Yeah, you know, and a lot of that stuff goes on you know their per their personal time but if, if freddie and estrella and kate phillips are not going to be getting the minutes they need the practice time and they need the instruction mm-hmm. so I, I i'm i'm guessing they probably do get that yeah from from coach barnes and, and the staff uh to to the side even if it's not full uh, team, you know, you got the walk-ons and everything. They they can go out there and, and walk through situations and get them used to some of these concepts and stuff that maybe you take for granted a little bit with Ziegler and Vescovy and some of the older players. It's always weird to me. I feel like this happens every year. But you heard him say, "We got to get a walk-up more minutes than he played the other night." Well, who's in control of that? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. Why does that happen every year? Where it's like, oh yeah, we got to keep playing this guy more and more. He needs to be playing more. We'll play him more. Because he was out there, uh, how many minutes did he have? 11 minutes, he had nine points. points. He only had three. That's pretty good for Waka. No, it's really good. I think his plus minus is the best on the team right now. And I mean, it's granted, it's limited minutes, but if he. You remember when he was like top three in the country in that really weird statistic? It was. Offensive rebounds per possession type thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was was some really odd statistic, but it's like you see that and you're like, well, he needs to play more then. Well, I mean, you, you hear Rick Barnes talking about these guys are playing two minutes many minutes yeah so he's aware of it and it's like man it, it's on him he's he's the right, head coach right. and the, you got to make sure that if we get in a situation and i don't know two road games that you'll see that this week but well get him out there like awaka should never play 11 minutes he, he should always play 20 20 I, i'm thinking like right up there um now you know gainey is struggling a little bit, going through some growing pains there. Meshack is coming along. He played 23 minutes. He's, he's just – I wouldn't even call it a surprise. He's what I'd hoped 
You well, know, you don't, I feel like he's taking another step in his development. Well, and what Barnes is saying, when you take Triple J off the court and you have to go two bigs, like, I don't know. I, I think Meshack can has a lot of those same skills that Triple J has, is just being a, a I mean, heady I, player, I, yeah. being, being able to guard guys much bigger than him because of his size and strength. I, I still think he's, he's our most explosive uh, and best athlete on the team. Meshack? Yeah, I'm I'm hesitant to praise his offense too much because every well, I'm time I'm not talking about his offense. Well, I mean, but he was two of three from three point range the other night. Buzzer beater, and he's just got every time consistency. I say, every time I say, man, this dude just he doesn't have good hands. He looks awkward. The ball he needs to stop shooting. He goes out there and drops twelve points or something like that. And every but every time I I start buying in, it's like okay, yeah, yeah. okay, he he's turned the corner, give him the green light, and you see him, you know, like catch a ball then it goes off his head out of bounds or something yeah i think the key thing here for mayshack would be to get in a point where he's scoring like maybe eight to twelve a game or so you don't want him running the show on offense but you also you know want him to do well on the defensive end as he normally does so it, I mean, if you can get that out of him i think that's reasonable it's gotten to where i trust yeah. him playing 20 plus minutes a night yeah yeah i just i'd like to see maybe average two just really nasty uh slash to the basket dunks those plays that can a stop a run if it, if a team's on a you know your your opponent's on a run, or or b just a you know stick a knife in somebody. We just don't have that. We haven't had it since what? When's the last time we had a guy that? I mean, this past couple of years we've just kind of had a lack of just attacking the rim. It wasn't yeah. a dunker, but uh, Kennedy Chandler was. I mean, he get up there and he, he, had, he I mean, he had he could get to the hoop pretty mm-hmm. much whenever he wanted. at The end of that year. Quick timeout, 865-546-8200, your number to get on the show this afternoon. 546-8200 as we are live in the White Claw Hard Seltzer Studios of Fan Run Radio on a Monday afternoon in Big Orange Country. Back with more right after this. The Drive is your home. Fan Run Radio. Drive continues. Well done on your dance moves. I, I saw you in there uh, cutting a rug, Houston. I kept it pretty low-key. Did you practice that, knowing no. that it's going to be your wedding, or is that like something you've had in the repertoire for Yeah, it's been now? in the holster for a while. I didn't really cut loose. Like, I feel like everybody eventually got out there and danced, but there was never that like mob to the mm-hmm. dance floor, which actually was kind of nice. Uh I made a made a new friend. Apparently knows you quite well. Dude named Spencer. Uh, yeah, I've known. Yeah, I know Spencer. Yeah, he's a good buddy of mine. Now. Uh, this might come as a shock to you, Barry. I'm pretty sure Houston knew everybody that was at his <laughs> wedding. <laughs> hey, hey, Houston, you'll never guess who I met. Spencer met this guy and uh, Amy. Amy, yes, yeah. yeah. He was at my bachelor party. She to, was not. Uh, had some interesting things to tell us about you, HK. Interesting bachelor party. It was a weekend getaway. We just went camp. Huh. We basically went camping. Must have missed that invite. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, Bear was supposed to take me to Vegas, and uh, that never happened. Uh, my partner, who was supposed to help me plan it, moved to California. Yeah, like four days before the wedding. Yeah, hmm. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody diffuses responsibility like Bear. <laughs> 
You're getting your bachelor party. I don't care if you're married or not. Just <laughs> let the old lady know. Sign your permission slip. 865-546-8200. College football crowns its national champion tonight. Hard to believe. There will be I literally keep forgetting. Even no though college we football, just man. talked about it, and I just keep forgetting that that is tonight. Well, it feels like just yesterday we were watching uh, – was it Nebraska? Who, who had the, the, the first game of the year this year? Uh, well, there was that one – There's Navy and Notre Dame. Yeah, that, that was the game. Yeah, in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. That got Vanderbilt, out of hand quickly. Didn't Vanderbilt play Hawaii? Yeah, and uh, barely won. feels like just yesterday. We were kicking off the season, and, and it comes to a close tonight. Let's hear from Kalen DeBoer, head coach at Washington – Everybody thinks this is going to be the the big physical Big Ten guys trying to line up and mash the more finesse West Coast team from Washington. Here's what uh, Kalen DeBoer had to say about that. Some of our opponents and uh, what we've done against them gives us a lot of confidence on both sides of the ball um, that we we play physical football. You know, we've we've felt uh, many different times that. Uh, you know, maybe that respect wasn't there, that we, could, we were that type of team and had this type of, of, of physicality about us. But um, we've proved it, I think, multiple times. So there are uh, many games that, um, you know, from an Oregon uh, twice, you know, to, you know, I think Utah and, and uh, a few others. Um, and then, you know, Texas last week, you know, was extremely physical. So I think a lot of those uh, games, and there's even more uh, that you can draw on to, to trust and believe that, you know, that's who we are. Uh, we understand uh, that Michigan ex- is extremely prideful uh, in playing that style of football, um, and they do it very, very well. And so, uh, you know, we got to be at our best, certainly on Monday. So many one-score games, just living dangerously, beating Arizona by seven, Oregon by three, Arizona State by eight, Stanford by nine. USC by 10, Utah by 7, Oregon State by 2, <laughs> Washington State by 3, Oregon again by 3, and Texas by 6. They will not be scared of playing a close game tonight they if that's will what not, happens. They will not pucker up in a tight game. That is known. That's where they have cashed in this season is when and it gets tight, they make the plays. more than once, haven't they? Oh, yeah. Like they never... I, they didn't blink. I felt like Texas kind of wilted there in the second half against them. Can I register my second complaint of the show? I don't know. What do I do? feel like it's been you – know, I, I did my first one in the first segment and been pretty positive ever since. Michigan tonight is wearing their blue on blue. Oh, look. come on. Really? One of the classic uniforms in college football, the, the maize and gold. Or the maize and blue. What is it? Maize, maize yeah, and gold maize, is the same thing. Maize, Ma- maize. That'd be an eyesore. <laughs> a lot of yellow. <laughs> I think they have worn that before, too. But, uh, yeah, the, the classic uniforms, they're going blue on blue. They're going navy pants tonight? That's no. what not I saw the, at Uniswag. They busted that out against Ohio State, did they not? It drove me crazy. It's weird. It doesn't look like Michigan. No, it just looks like your average blue team i don't like it when they wear the white on white the the white pants with the stripes i don't like either. that either that's such an iconic I, look. I, just, I just want to see washington beat them i don't care if it's about one point two points three points i just want washington to score one more point point than they do okay got that off my chest feel better 
No, I'm glad you said that. I didn't know that. Now I You'll get, be prepared. I, I can get mad now and not later. <laughs> no, seriously, they, they came out against Ohio State wearing that. I'm like, what are you doing? Did we ever figure out what time kickoff is, guys? 7.45. Wow. Broadcast starts at 7.30. Let's go back to the phone to talk to – oh, yeah. He has emerged from his self-imposed exile – He's mad at me. He's mad at Trey. He's mad at the world right now. Jamie Utah, really struggling. Kronos, jump in here. Let's see if we can get your 2024 off to a better start. I'm not mad at anybody. Um, You've just been put on a little bit of a suspension. Right? You're on probation. That's fine. I'm on probation. We, we were on probation. We, we were not graced with his presence. Bear. You understand this? Is, uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm well aware of he what's suspended happening. Suspended right us. Now. Jamie suspended us from receiving his calls. <laughs> yeah, you got that right. Hey, you know, it's uh, we we have a standard, guys. We don't we don't treat our you know if you're an A plus rock and roll caller like myself, we don't get flushed three times and, and uh, without consequence. It's just the way it's going to be. Um, As so, Russell's hey, finger hovers over the dump button. Sure I dare him. Up. I dare you to. <laughs> hey, listen. Um, so, Houston, uh, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so, Reed Carriger tweeted out a picture of you and him at the wedding. And when you first flashed it, when I first looked at it, I was like, damn, his wife is – she is not a looker. <laughs> Houston – <laughs> what? Houston, your wife has a goatee and everything. What's going on here? I, I was like, what in the world? Oh, wait, you thought oh. Reed with the long hair. Oh, he's got the long blonde hair. Oh. <laughs> Reed does have longer hair than his than his lovely wife. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But um, isn't Reed the one that sent the apology letter to, to, uh, to Kwanzaa's? He did. Is that he Reed? Did, he did pin that letter, yes. Oh, my God. T- tell me you give him hell about that. Only when I see him. Reed is a little bit of a bleeding heart. His wife did uh, tell me that I looked athletic. She's uh. lying. And, and then he walked out of the wedding. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey, leave it on top. We're done here. Let's go. Hey, I, yeah, I don't blame Mrs. you, that, that's a, Yeah, there's no, re- there's no reason to linger around after that when you've heard what you want to hear. Go out on top. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I ended up uh, um, sitting next to her, and I figured out real quick. I immediately had to shift into, like, Trying actively not to screw up and say something stupid in front of her. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, do y'all, do you guys, uh, have y'all given your prediction on the line tonight? I mean, I, I'm leaning towards the over, Russ. I don't know what you guys are thinking. What's what it at you, now, you, Jamie? About fifty-five and a half. I'm seeing fifty-five and a half on Fanduel. ESPN has the uh, spread at five and a half. Fifty-five and a half on okay. ESPN as well. That's what I heard earlier. Um, what are you thinking? Man, it feels like Washington. I think they're going to be able to score, but yeah. Michigan's going to do what they do, which is just pound the ball, milk the clock, run it forty times in a row if they have to. I mean, it's Vegas. It's a great number. It is. I, I think it, it, it all depends. Uh, the thing I'll be interested to see if, if Washington can somehow jump out and front run them, get up by a score. Too, oh, I think Mich- score I think they'd be in and, trouble if that happens. And get Michigan to having to start prep play their game speed up Michigan will be in trouble but I don't know Blake Corum is really really good you know the, as far as the playoffs go these first two games were you know uh barn burner games and just gone against what we're used to 
I'm wondering. I, I'm just hoping that that Alabama-Michigan game wasn't the best game of the playoffs. I hope this one turns out to be better than you know last year's Georgia over TCU by a thousand. Let's let's just keep it interesting if we could, please, fellas. And I, I don't I don't anticipate it getting out of out of hand. But um, uh, guys, I guess uh, I ain't got much time. We're at the top of the hour. You know, I I just you know I'm having a hard time, especially after watching Tennessee the last couple of games. I'm having a hard time taking a wager that I feel like I'm going to lose. They 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 look they look like a, a typical Barnes defensive squad, but they've got scores now, and this that's just uh, that's just hard to uh, to bet against. I'm just that's that's where I fall on. I I don't care to have a little something on the side for funds, but I'm not we're not going to disgrace this hundred percent pure blood pure blood body here. So sorry to disappoint y'all, but. You know, I, I have a hard time rooting against, you know, like I told Bear, I don't – it ain't going to hurt my feelings to see the Big Orange in the Final Four at all. I, you know, I, I just, I've just i just had a problem with Rick Barnes in the tournament. That's well, just, all. Just I, remember, I just, just remember, because yeah. we will take this as you declining the bet, Jamie. That's we, fine. We, we will take this as your waving the white flag, whatever, um, Trey. Trey threw down the gauntlet, and, and and you did not rise to the occasion. Just remember, I did not. just remember, Jamie. If Tennessee has another early exit from yep. the tournament, you won't be able to get on here and bump your gums about how you no. seen it coming. No, because I, and and that's a good point, Russ. Because I'm going out. I'm saying right now, on, I'm going on record. This this looks like Barnes is uh, may not be the most talented team, may not put a lot of guys in the NBA, but they just look like a team that's just complete just a complete team they're tough on the defensive end and they've got guys that can score and it's like philly was talking about earlier you open up you, you know you start uh focusing on connect it's going to open up that the, the middle for and we've got guys that can can score and take it to the basket um it's gonna it's gonna be interesting man i, I know we've been limited um the, the last couple times we've made a run in the tournament um it doesn't seem that way this this go around if everybody stays healthy so uh, that's that's about all I got. I I was impressed to see Barnes uh, grace the fan run with his uh, a presence this morning. It only took him about a decade. Uh, thanks, Bar- thank you for reaching out to a, a you know a, a, a fan base stream that you haven't. So thought I'd take a little shot on the way out, guys. Y'all hang in there. Somewhat chastened, Jamie Utah. Has, Don't look now, but has... Jamie sounded like a believer. He's humble. No, he, he's he, a little bit humble. Took, he's, the he's, wind has been taken out of his sails. He's I mean, triangulating currently. Yeah, mm. he's still laid the groundwork for a, a postseason meltdown, though. He always does. Trey's terrible takes got the better of him. He wants me to stop saying that, and uh, and and we will we'll move on. But I, I don't think any of us will have forgotten what happened here the past couple of weeks. It's oh. it's been shocking. So you think that's what that was, a, a setup piece? Where he can look back and say, on January 8th, I told you all I believed in this team, and now look at him. Second round exit again. I mean, it doesn't matter who the coach is or what the sport is. He's always doing that. Mm. He's done it with Hypo all season this year. It's how they play the game, man. Yeah. They just – like all the Nikoistas, they were just they were ready for whatever happened. They had their alibi, their excuse. Justin Hanna has weighed in. Has he? Hmm. Says he showed his girlfriend a picture of us from the wedding, and uh, she says that Bear looked sharp. I did. And that Russell looked, quote, 
classy. You did. It's high praise. Old guys had to show up and add a little bit of class to the – we knew that hmm. Davey and Reed and those folks would be there. No, nah, we looked like we just stepped out of the pages of uh, GQ. I didn't have my jacket on in the picture, though. I mean, when I was walking in, I heard – the Bee Gees, I was staying alive as I was walking. Well, you can tell by the way. Okay. <laughs> Probably a sound check. 865-546. I, I heard this in my head. I wasn't yeah. singing it. <laughs> I know. That would have been weird. 546-8200, your number if you want to get on the show this afternoon, setting up a big hour number three here on Fan Run Radio. We're going to do uh, pop the cork on a new segment, man. Excited about this. It's the North Knox Siding in Windows High School Basketball Whoa. Player of the Week. All right. Been wanting to do this forever, man. Uh, Ted years of the Football Player of the Week. We are finally branching out into uh, the I'm, world of hoops. Tris will be as, as closely watched and hotly contested. Yes. Not controversial at all. It's never really controversial. I'm just blown away at how many talented, uh, you know, the numbers some of these kids put up around here. It's crazy. That's going to be exciting. Uh, Tucker will start us off with the top five at five when we continue. Black Monday in the NFL. Tennessee basketball climbing the polls. Mm. College football national championship. Lots going on. On this Monday afternoon edition of the show, stay with us. Hour number three coming up. The Drive. Rogers, you